This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Welcome to Renovar Ministries podcast. We are currently doing a series on Valiant Living, where we are exploring how to embrace life with conviction and valor. Today's message is entitled Confidence in God. There is a need in our Christian walk to be valiant for Christ and to make a meaningful impact in the world. And there are so many inspiring stories out there about heroes of the faith that it often begs the question, am I living valiantly or courageously for Christ? There is this internal desire in us to live out our faith in Christ boldly and without apology. However, when the tires hit the road, it is as if we lose all confidence and this impacts our faith. There may be this ideal that being a Christian requires a complicated set of protocols to pull off a faith in God that stands out and conquers all. But the reality is that believing in God and living out our faith courageously does not require a complicated set of protocols, but rather a confidence in God. In the time of Samuel the prophet, which you can read about in 1 Samuel chapters 8 to 17, The nation of Israel rejected God and asked for a king to rule over them like the other nations had. This displeased Samuel greatly, but God instructed Samuel to give the people what they had asked for. God explained to Samuel that they were not rejecting him, but rather God himself. It is clear that the Israelites had lost confidence in God and wanted to place it in man, to have a king rule over them and to fight their battles for them. However, this would come at a cost. Because the people of Israel did not heed to Samuel's warning, God instructed Samuel to anoint Saul as king over Israel, which Samuel did, and God's spirit was upon Saul to rule the nation of Israel. Samuel then called the people of Israel and said unto them, this is in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 18, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, It was I who brought Israel up from Egypt. And I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and from all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God, who himself saves you from all your disasters and distresses. Yet you have said, No, set a king over us. Now then, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribe and by your families. Then in verse 24, Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? For there is no one like him among all the people. So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king! For a short period of time, Saul stood valiantly for God. But two years into his reign, he made a huge mistake and disobeyed God, which in turn cost him the favor and support of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 to 23, Samuel says to Saul, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination, and disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you as king. It is here that Saul loses the anointing and favor of God and is troubled significantly by it. But what of Israel? Would God still preserve his people? The answer is yes. 
God instructed Samuel to go to the house of Jesse to anoint the next king over Israel. And Samuel anointed David to be king, the youngest of all the brothers. David was a shepherd boy who was referred to as a mighty, valiant man, a man of war, prudent in matters, and a comely person. He was next to be king. We can find this in 1 Samuel 16, verse 18. David is also known to be a man after God's own heart. We see this in Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, and Acts chapter 13, verse 22. There is something precious and powerful in seeking God's heart. It is as if you long for what is real, more real than what you see and can feel here on earth. David seeked God's heart. David was a courageous man, and he believed that God would be with him in all things and that he would conquer through God's strength. This proved to be true. One morning, about 40 days into the battle between the Israelites and the Philistines, Jesse instructed David to take food to his brothers at the front line. He arose early the next morning and left to his brothers. Upon arrival, he noticed Goliath taunting the Israelites. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26, it reads, Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him. What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine? And removes the disgrace from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God? David spoke with such deep conviction and confidence. So much so that Saul called for David to find out who this person was that spoke so boldly. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 32 to 37, David said to Saul, Let no man's courage fail because of him. Your servant will go out and fight with the Philistine. Then Saul said to David, You are not able to go against the Philistine to fight him, for you are only a young man, and he has been a warrior since his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I seized it by its whiskers and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted and defied the armies of the living God, said David. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear He will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, may the Lord be with you. David had confidence in God and knew he would be with him in battle. When David challenged Goliath, he did so knowing that God would use him as a mighty instrument and that God would be with him. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 41 to 49, we read the conversation between David and Goliath. The Philistine came and approached David with his shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked around and saw David, he derided and disparaged him, which means to mock and to scorn, because he was just a young man with a ruddy complexion and a handsome appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with shepherd's staffs? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, 
the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the corpses of the armies of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and of the wild beasts of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that this entire assembly may know that the Lord does not save with the sword or with the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will hand you over to us. When the Philistine rose and came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and slung it, and it struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone penetrated his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. There was this deep confidence in David, which was rooted in his faith in God, that allowed him to stand courageously before Goliath and the Philistine army. David's act of courage and boldness inspired a whole nation and also struck fear into another. When we operate in this confidence in God, we are able to do anything for God. There will be no limitation. Today, many Christians around the world show their courage in the faith and confidence in God. We must find our courage in our confidence in the power of Jesus Christ, in the power of the one and only God. Our faith in Christ is what builds our courage to stand for what we believe. I'm going to repeat that. Our faith in Christ is what builds our courage to stand for what we believe. This is so important. When we believe in something strongly, we are likely to stand up and defend that which we believe. It is as if that conviction in our soul gives us the confidence and power to protect, defend, and share our faith publicly. Our conviction in Christ stirs up our courage to defend our faith to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ. When our faith is put to the test, it is easy to lose courage. One's immaturity in faith often prevents one from living out their faith courageously and boldly. But what makes a Christian keep courage in times of great trial? It's their conviction in Jesus Christ, their belief in the Savior of the world. It is the unwavering belief, the full persuasion that what we believe is real and everlasting. Jesus conquered death for us, and when we take a hold of that revelation, then we are able to stare any situation, even death in the eye, and remain steadfast and filled with courage. As Christians, we should know that what we believe is life-giving and eternal. And that our presence on this earth is temporary. And that our place in the kingdom of heaven is our real home and destination. This should stir the desire in us to share the good news to all the world without apology. Sometimes courage is seen as the fight one gives. But that can be out of fear. Courage is not violence. Jesus rebuked his disciples when they acted in violence. Peter, during Jesus' arrest, cut the ear off one of the soldiers, and Jesus rebuked him for it. The courage that the Bible speaks of is a faith that God will be with us, like he was with David. It is not in our own strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit. When you find your strength in God, you will automatically start living valiantly. There are times where we will need to believe like a child, without rationalizing like an adult would. Our courage can come out of our childlike faith that God will do as he has commanded, and as he has said, and as he has promised. God said to Joshua, Be strong and of good courage, for the Lord your God is with you. 
Joshua took God by his word and stood courageously. David believed with all his heart that God would be with him, and God was, and he conquered Goliath in the name of the Lord of hosts, and with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. The same with Elijah at Mount Carmel, with the altar and the 500 false prophets of Baal. It is our firm belief in God and who he is that allows us to transcend boundaries and limitations of this world. You start to believe in the impossible because with God, nothing is impossible. So what does it truly mean to be a man or woman of valor? To be valiant for Christ. It means that you have confidence in God and not in the flesh. Really, it means you have confidence in God and not in the flesh. Because God is powerful, all-knowing, ever-present and merciful. He is the one and only God and He is with us. Trust in God and live out your faith without apology and with all the confidence in God. Let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there. I ask, Father God, that you'll protect them, that you'll hold them in the palm of your hands, that you'll continue to secure their futures. I pray, Father God, that they will learn to trust you in everything. And that through that trust, Father God, they'll build an unwavering courage, an unwavering faith in their God, in Jesus Christ. Knowing that with you on their side, Father God, nothing is impossible. Because you are for us, Father God, who can be against us? We worship you, Father. We thank you for this awesome day. In Jesus' name.